Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, Calvary Bible Church, Randy's back. Hey. Our seats, uh, I think they were defiled last by, week. Oh my, by those yeah. frickin' frack. Frickin' frack, yeah. ding mutt, and mutt, dong. Mutt and Jeff. Yeah, we could keep going, couldn't we? Yes, we could. But we won't. They did a really good job. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> That's your favorite thing. I know, it is. That's good. It is. Um, they did do a good job. They did. I'm glad. Yeah. The King's Men, excited for them. Yeah. Roger's Chicken. Yeah. Good stuff coming. Except for they got the date wrong. Did you know that? Yeah. Duh. They're but trying. We'll figure it out. They're heading in, yeah, they're heading in the right right direction. Anyway, um, that was good. So, yeah. I think my seat, Jordan had to raise it a little bit to get, uh, you know. <laughs> you can't say stuff like this, right? You shouldn't say, like, oh, he, needed <laughs> he needed a booster. Hey, he was taking shots at you, wasn't he? He was. They yeah, both did. those uh, kidney stone jokes. They I would did. never make a kidney Thank stone you. joke. Thank you. Yeah, I'm Thank glad you, so you didn't much. listen to the podcast a couple weeks ago because I did you. make a kidney stone joke. I did hear about it. <laughs> it wasn't good. People it have, wasn't uh, good. people are kind to me and letting me know what's happening. <laughs> no one even knew it was a joke. <laughs> It was that slick. Good. Um, I do have a little fishing story for you since we're talking about being fishers of men. Yeah. So Anna, uh, my mom loves fishing. And so she'll come over and watch, you know, Anna while Rebecca and I are not home sometimes. And uh, she wants to go fishing. And so Anna says to me, she's dad, the worm is the fish's treat. And the fish is my, my treat. treat. That's really good. <laughs> so she's like got this uh, killer mentality. She wants to go out there and That's eat so fish. That's very interesting. Um, so that was her take on fishing. Yeah. But anyway, so here we are. We're back. You're back. Glad you're feeling better. Thank you. And I uh, also, I got a hard, not a hard time, but someone wanted to double check me because the stent, I said it was a foot long. Was that just the, the connection between <clears throat> no. the stent itself was a foot long? Over. Ha! Over there a foot. There you go. Okay. I'm going to have to go back. It was yeah. someone in our faith family who has a medical background and they said, are you sure it was a foot long and not just the distance, you know, mm -hmm. into his body, like the mm -hmm. string or whatever? No, no, no. The stent in itself was a foot Over long. A foot. Over a foot. Foot long. Who's got the foot long? Not you anymore, no, thankfully. it should be uh, Sonic or... Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wherever they get the good hot dogs. <laughs> that's good. All right. Enough of that. Uh, although that's fun. All right. So what I'd like to do this week is uh, go back to your sermon two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, Austin and I discussed the que discussed the question, mm -hmm. but I think there's still some thoughts in okay. my mind rolling around there, mm -hmm. and then we'll jump into mm -hmm. this past weekend's right. uh, text and sermon. And I got a good question here that I think actually is timely uh, for some discussions that we've had at the leadership level and uh, mm -hmm. excited about what, what could come of it. So All right. uh, we're in Matthew chapter four. Uh, the text that you were in is really the beginning of Jesus's ministry. He's, uh, he's been baptized. He's through the wilderness experience. Mm -hmm. And now he's headed to, headed to the Galilee area and his ministry is mm -hmm. beginning. Yeah. Uh, and he has this first sermon um, so here's here's the question, again, that Austin and I covered last week a little bit, but I think there's more there too. Um, the question is this. At one point, I heard you, Randy, refer to John the Baptizer as one who pointed out the unrighteous ways of a powerful person, Herod Anticipith. Herod and 
Antipas. Mm. Uh, and so he paid um, with that, mm. paid his life mm-hmm. uh, for that encounter. Uh, inciting this example of John who called out people in power for their personal practice of immorality, mm-hmm. how do we harmonize that with your helpful reminder to not be not judge the outsiders. judging of outsiders. You don't. I mean, I appreciate whoever's uh, thinking that that kind of stuff through. So, uh, John the Baptist has got a he's got a, a clear uh, a clear mission, a clear directive. So, in order to prepare the way for Jesus, he has to talk about repentance. Mm-hmm. So, let's put him in a unique category of he's preparing for. The gospel message that's coming from with Jesus. Mm-hmm. By the time you get into the New Testament era, though, that 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 focus shifts. So I would say you don't harmonize it. I think what you have to do is you have to say, now we know that the priority for the church is to make sure that sin is contained and dealt with within the faith family, that we do not now challenge the morality of uh, of the non-Christians. That's that's from a uh, what, what what I would call from a, a church perspective, take it outside of that, and let's let's do this with this uh, this particular uh, this particular question. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about someone's civic duty with uh, in contrast to their church duty. So their their purpose as a saint, mm-hmm. their directives as a saint. There are certain instructions from the scripture that we're to follow. When you get into the civic realm, the reason why that's on my mind is because of uh, today is, uh, this is Tuesday, uh, was it the 17th Mm -hmm. today? So uh, Tuesday the 17th. So we've got voting happening. Uh, Fellowship Hall is the voting center. It's been for several years now. So what I would challenge a a citizen is I I still think there's a place for a Christian citizen to to be a good citizen, which I think does involve the possibility of challenging injustice of all kinds of things, unrighteousness mm-hmm. at times. That's different from a, a Christian person saying to a sinner, you're sinning and you need to stop your sin. Mm-hmm. That should be an evangelistic encounter, not a judgment encounter. Yeah. And so I, I think maybe what I would say is don't, uh, as I said earlier, don't harmonize it. Put John in a unique, in a unique category. Mm-hmm. Take your cue from the New Testament scriptures and also from the Old Testament scriptures where God's people have been in high places. Yeah. Like Daniel. Yep. And 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 so forth. So mm-hmm. uh, you 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 know, you've got some Daniels and Josephs in yep. the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And I said this to a, a, a parishioner, I don't know, a few weeks back. So uh Let's just do that for starters. Yeah. So John is in the mold of a prophet who is like, uh, you know, a, a guard dog for the law. You know what I mean? So they're doing things that mm-hmm. is not normal for the regular person in their ministry, which God has called them to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I'm hearing you say is take that for what it is. And then also in my civic duty, mm-hmm. um, I'm not trying to make a Christian nation. That's never been God's plan to make a Christian nation. Uh, But there are good, wise ways of the Lord um, that would be good for a community, for a county, for a nation. And so if there's injustice, it doesn't mean we shouldn't fight for that. It doesn't mean we shouldn't take, you know, take our role in whatever that 
uh, yeah. means. And then um, that's distinctly different from this evangelistic encounter yeah. as a saint, which means when we're taking the gospel message, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, okay. that is naturally going to be, this is what Austin and I said last week, that message is going to be offensive because we're calling people attention to people's sin and that may be yes. not received well. Yes. And that's, I, I think that that angle that you guys went is exactly what's happening in Matthew where, so John does preach a message, repent. Mm -hmm. Jesus picks up that same message. Yep. Same one. And so, and we're going to see that if you just trace that, you, you'd see it in the book of Acts as well. Mm -hmm. So what we would want to do now, if there's any way to, um, uh, if there's any way to harmonize, what you want to do is you want to know that if you are in an evangelistic encounter with someone, at some point, repentance has to be a part of the issue. Yeah. But that's in conjunction with G meeting Jesus so that he forgives their sin, and gives them the ability to turn from it. Mm -hmm. That's different from John, for instance, just flat out saying to the ruler, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. That's immoral. Yeah. So what I would say is that repentance is a vital part of the gospel presentation. So at some point, you do get around to morality. Mm -hmm. But it has to be in the context of meeting Jesus, who now changes the life and that transformation leads to the desire and the ability to turn. So yeah. it's it's different from just a person challenging a sinner's lifestyle mm -hmm. apart from a confrontation about Christ. Mm -hmm. That would be the balancing point I think we would yeah. take from Matthew because what we don't want to do with uh, a, a, a sermon, repent for the kingdom of heaven is hand, we never want to get to the point where we try to present Jesus to a person without this change. Mm -hmm. There has to be yeah. what I would I would prefer uh, if we're going to deal with repentance here in the in the Gospels. I would I would prefer we continue to read that as a turning or a returning to God, to picking up on the Old Testament yeah. term. Mm -hmm. So we do in a uh, as we especially as we move to your text in 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 becoming fishers of men. We do bring people to the point of a turning away from their sin, but that is a faith encounter with Jesus. That's the foundation for any transformation. Mm -hmm. And another side point there, the first Corinthians five yeah, passage at the very end. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's telling us to judge those on the inside. Right. And if they're claiming to be Christian right. believers, but not living that out, then we, we divorce ourselves from that, that relationship. Uh, but not judging the outsider in the same way because we don't have the same expectations for someone who's not a follower of Jesus no. that we do for someone who says they're a follower of no, Jesus. No, they, they have no they have no supernatural um, they they have not been to use the the uh, John's language they have not been born from above they have not been born again. Mhm. Mm and the call to evangelism to step outside of or to step into those evangelistic conversations, that's just a meshing of those two worlds where you have someone who's yeah. in the light and someone who's in the darkness. Yeah. And if they're going to come over, there's got to be right. the confrontation. Yeah, yeah. Light light overcomes the darkness always. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 that, that works that way in physics and it works that way in the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. 
yep. light erases the darkness. Yeah. All right. So jumping ahead to the passage that I covered on Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, we talked about earlier in the week, you know, what, where I was going to start and stop. Yeah. I think I could have very easily gone from 18 to 22. Actually, as yeah. I was most of the way through, yeah. I thought, you know what? I said yeah. I was going to go to the end of the chapter, but maybe yeah. I'll cut it short. Yeah. But then I didn't know what's, what in the world you were going to do, yeah. leaving you at 23 to 25. So I included it. Yeah, and I'll review it on Sunday. Okay, good. Just that end of it, just because of the transition that's yeah, happening to the Sermon on the Exactly. Mount. It's that's setting all. the stage. Um, but here's a question that came in mm-hmm. uh, having to do with following mm-hmm. someone like Jesus mm-hmm. in, or in the line of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So uh, speaking of the call to follow... Do any churches or pastors still train young men like in the early church? Do you know of any pastor apprenticeships as an alternative to college? Is training young men a job the church has outsourced? Yeah. So we're reading, um, the elders are reading, you know, deep discipleship yeah. by... That's why uh, I thought it was a timely JT question. English. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, uh, that's it's one of the things that's uh, on our radar as leadership. And so mm-hmm. in a few weeks, we'll actually spend about a day and a half discussing the strategy of disciple making here at Calvary Bible Church. And that's one of the, and you're, you're ahead of me on this, although I, I think I caught up now, I sent you the notes. Mm-hmm. So um, um, so for us, uh, the first thing that comes to mind, the first name that comes to mind is an Aaron Spoonar. So uh, just so that you'll know, uh, for us, it, it, is a, it, it is something that we do. So in the years that I've been here, I've followed in the footsteps of others, of course, that um, have been involved in the ordination of young men to the ministry. And so mm-hmm. through the years, um, I, you know, I, I said the first name that came to mind was Aaron. Uh, the mm-hmm. first name that should have come to mind is, um, is you, actually. So, yeah. you know, uh, but, so let me just say quickly, the, the, the use of the term outsourcing, I think, is our realization that in this day and age, um, the American scene in particular is probably, the, the American church scene is probably most of the time best served by a person who's had a, a dual world experience of heavy church mentorship plus very, very precise training and ministry. Now, I've benefited from both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've benefited from both of those. Aaron Spoonauer, one of our own, who's pastoring in upstate New York, he has benefited from both of those things. So the answer is, um, sure, there are a lot of churches that that are uh, probably relying only on the uh, theological institutions or what I would yep. call training institutions. Like a Lancaster Bible College. Yeah, and they do, they, do, they do that job very, very well. What we want to do here is we want to continue to do both. We want to provide a strong mentorship for uh, people in ministry, but then also uh, as I'm, you know, I'm in contact with a few folks, you know, fairly regularly about what should I do, what courses should I take, where should I take them, and um, I, I think what we want is we want the best of both of those worlds. Mm-hmm. That's my take on that because uh, the church background, the ability to learn how to love people in a local church and to see a functioning leadership. Uh, a fairly solid functioning leadership to see that in action, to be a part of that, and then to have that backing and support uh, as you move uh, into your other f- aspects of training. I think that's invaluable so that now when you're in the training institutions, nothing is um, so sterile 
that is out of church context for that mm -hmm. person. That person is always translating their work, their academic work, into church stuff. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I could go on about that a lot. But, yeah, but, no, I think that's a good example. Um, I think, uh, you know, so my experience has been just, just that, where I, I sensed a call to ministry, a desire to be there, and got started in, you know, school, Word of Life, mm -hmm. and then finished out yeah. at Lancaster Bible College. Yeah. But there was always a connection to a local church. Yeah. It was, when I was at Lancaster Bible College, it was here, obviously, yeah, and being the church I grew up in. And that has been so good for me. So, you know, the mentoring that I received from both you and Rich over the years mm -hmm. has been so formative for me. Uh, but then also to have the expertise of certain men in certain venues, Discipline, right. disciplines yeah. uh, has been really good too, because yeah. they just, they bring another voice into my life that isn't yours and wasn't Rich's. Exactly. And so, yeah. and that's been good. Plus the intensity of the, of the reading, the thinking, the, the, the intensity of the pace. Yeah. Mean, we're talking about a very, very uh, condensed, uh, this is a condensed, intense yeah. series of months and years where mm -hmm. you are just pouring yourself into this stuff. Mm -hmm. So that that's different from what would happen on a daily basis in a church setting. Yeah. And to, I think, the credit of a, an institution like Langster mm -hmm. Bible, mm -hmm. uh, they're they're always pushing their students into real church contexts. And so that's how Austin landed here, actually. Another, he needed yeah. an internship. Yeah. Uh, growing up down at Community in Marietta, yep. uh, was looking for a different voice, was yep. encouraged in that way. And so yep. he gave me a buzz and yeah. we connected and yeah. that's history. So he, he yeah. did his internship through Lancaster Bible College yeah. at Calvary Bible Church yeah. and is in that same yeah. process. You and I, um, you know, you and I are sitting here now at this stage of our lives and we both are indebted to people. Mm -hmm. for training us mm -hmm. and a lot of those people are church people yeah so yeah i would be i you know again uh, we've talked about a few of the names around here but the two of us i think can easily say thank you to the the men and women that poured into our lives and then i would not trade my uh my education for the world mm -hmm. i really wouldn't i mean i most of you know i love to study and and um, more than most i do and i wouldn't trade it uh, i think it's important but the Lord has uh, the Lord has a specific place for everyone, a specific gift. And so uh, he equips us. And I hope that this place will continue to I, I know, hope I I'm, I'm confident that this place will continue to try to mm -hmm. find that balance of pour ourselves into men and women who are headed into some kind of ministry, but also make sure we help them find some success academically that's warranted. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited too. If you're listening, uh, please, uh, say a prayer for the leadership as we start to delve into how do we continue to tweak and uh, improve the way in which we create these disciple making paths for different people, including those who are going to possibly go into ministry full time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one example that I did not bring up Sunday, but considered, uh, was just, um, some of those calls in my own life from certain men Two, in particular, one was the opportunity to counsel at camp, uh, where that was an opportunity presented to me. Yeah. But then one that was more similar to what uh, Jesus did with his disciples. Mm -hmm. I was up at word of life and there was, uh, I forget the, the name of the program this guy was in. He was like, 
you know, a word of life semi-employee. Yeah. And he asked like five, five or six guys, hey, I've got a book I want to go through. I'd like you to go through it with me. Yeah. Will you join me? Yeah. And so it was an opportunity to weekly read yeah. and think and then discuss it. Yeah. And just having that call in a very similar way to yeah. follow me and we're going to, I'm going to help you yeah. and you're going to help me and we're going to, you know, go, go together. And that was really good. It and is. I think that's for me personally, one thing that um, I can get better at is creating those spaces uh, where I am intentionally yeah. calling people yeah. to not follow me as much as they're following Christ in me. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, and I think that can happen in a variety of different ways where, you know, it, it could be something as simple as taking something you're passionate about mm -hmm. and asking people to join you along. Yeah, That's changing right. the oil in your car yeah. or like the journeyman, you yeah. know, they love camping yeah. and starting fires and more than just that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's a great disciple making way that some of those guys have done and they're instituting and bringing young guys along with them in the process. Yeah. So I just think that's, uh, for me, that's something I want to get better at yeah. and, um, yeah, continue in this mold. I think that, um, that, you know, these coming months, I think we're going to, we're going to do that in light of what I'm, you know, what I'm hearing and reading. And, um, so I like the fact that we're in a, we're in a church where we're, we're trying to do this with, with mm -hmm. others, trying to, to disciple them and, and, and so forth. Let me just say one thing about the, you know, beyond Sunday and the fishers of men thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, earlier today, I had an opportunity to ask a, a fella. He's a friend of mine. I don't know him well, but he's battling cancer, uh, lung cancer. And um, so I had an opportunity just to ask him, hey, can you tell me how the treatment's going? Because I knew he was, in, he was having radiation treatment. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to encourage you, if you're thinking about your own disciple-making opportunities, uh, it's still one of the most effective things that you can do. Uh, if you know of somebody that's going through something, just offer to pray for them. They, I, I don't, I, I would be surprised if they turned you down. The expression of care with that question, can I pray for you? Or I will, or, or the statement, I will pray for you through this. Mm -hmm. That expression of care is something that's unique if they're not in a church environment. Just think yeah. that through. So I just was thinking about, you know, uh, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, that mm -hmm. text that you did on Sunday. And I thought about just saying to, uh, to you this week, you may have opportunity to to be able to pray for someone. The other thing is that it is it is still. Um, uh, it's still very, very effective if you just tell people that God has been good to you. Hmm. Just just a very simple statement in a conversation God has been very good to me. And if you haven't, if you have a chance to elaborate, that's even better because you are, uh, you are just setting the stage for a spiritual discussion. And I'm only trying to help you with a couple of uh, uh, conversation starters that are potentially disciple making avenues. Keep prayer on your radar for people around you. It means a ton. Mm -hmm. And then also tell people what God has done for you. And theologically, please remember that in the Old Testament, that was one of the primary ways in which Israel was supposed to be a light for the surrounding nations. Hmm. 
the, the fact that God had, had done so many things for them. And so when the nations around Israel heard of the miracles that God did for, for his people, mm-hmm. there's one place in the Old Testament where God says, what other nation has had a God like that to do these such things? Yeah, I mean, that's a loose paraphrase, but that's really what was happening. So again, a lot of this just in my head from Sunday thinking, well, what about this week beyond Sunday, trying to be a disciple maker? Let people know what God has done for you, because that is one of the primary ways in which God's people has always, uh, they have always been a testimony uh, to, the, uh, to the awesomeness of God. So mm-hmm. keep, keep thinking about those things this week, and um, hopefully it'll help you be a fisher of men. Yeah. So take that little quote, following Jesus means you can't keep doing what you've always done. Yeah. If you're quiet about your faith, or even just in those small little yeah. nugget ways. Yeah. Make that a that's, make that a practice. That's, that's really good. good. I well, know. that saying was helpful, and I, and I and I and you're you're right. That's a change, right? Yeah. I, I've never, you know, I'm really not in the habit of saying anything. Okay, yeah. get in the habit of saying something. Yeah, I'm kicking myself because I had a chance a couple of weeks ago at the barber shop to pray for uh, pray for one of the guys who's just in a lot of pain. Yeah, and uh, I could have just taken that opportunity right there, and I didn't. And that's yeah. you know next time. We all yeah next we, time. we do that. I hear that a lot too, and I feel that. But yeah, uh, that's yeah. no, that's good. Those are good, good beyond Sunday thoughts, and so. I'm excited. Uh, looking ahead to Matthew 5. I'm enjoying this book study. Um, mm-hmm. Any thoughts about what we should look for in the week? Sermon on the Mount, beginning? I, you know, my first, when I read it, I've read it a lot, but mm-hmm. I'm, it's, I'm really excited to be able to read it with everyone. That is the most unlikely happiness you're gonna, you, you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So when we're familiar with blessed, you know, yep. blessed are, blessed yeah, are, and if I counted correctly, there are nine of those. So what you'll discover in the opening is this is not the kind of happiness that you would expect. But but that's where this sermon begins. And I'm excited to think about a, a certain kind of happiness that can exist in a world that is not yet submitting to the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it'll be a, a great start for us. Uh, Are you, you going to explain what the world beatitude means? Like, where does that even come from? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, I, that'd be good. Yeah. It's in all the subtitles. Yeah. But yeah. I don't see in the text, so we'll save that. So yeah, tease people a little bit. Oh, I bet they will be they <sighs> just chomping at the bit. Oh my word! Or you know, they won't be able to sleep. Yeah, we could keep going here. All right, great. Hey, thanks for joining us. If you have any questions about this podcast or the sermons, you guys know, email those into podcast at cbcmj.com. We love hearing them and just, yeah, passion Espe- through. Yeah, especially how do we put this into practice? Mm-hmm. Yep, it was really good. All right, appreciate it. Love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.